Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now, what was that that condemned me? The Holy Spirit? No, it was my spirit. My spirit. This new creature, this new creation, this new man don't talk that way. Now, the flesh may want to go on doing some things that it did, and talking some ways that it talked, but you've got to crucify the flesh. And that's a good way to crucify him. Just bring him out and open him. I just right then, I, I didn't wait till I moved. I, I said, dear God, in my heart, forgive me for saying that. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's classic message. Does the Holy Ghost condemn you if you do wrong as a Christian? No. No. Here's something we need to learn. We never learned yet because we've been taught wrong. It is your spirit that condemns you. The Holy Spirit will not condemn you. Now why? Because God won't. You know, you read over in Romans, you know, said Paul writing to the church at Rome, you know, said, who is it condemned? Does God condemn? No, it's God the justified. No, I found out that even if you do wrong, the Holy Spirit in me shows me the way out. He comforts me. He helps me. He doesn't condemn me. No, you see, it is your spirit. It's your conscience. It's the voice of your spirit that condemns you when you missed it. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit, that the only sin that the Holy Spirit will convict the world of is the sin of rejecting Jesus. Remember talking about the Holy Spirit when he's come, what do you do, you know? And he said, of sin, because they believe not on me. It is your own spirit that knows the very moment that you have done wrong. Amen. Now, you know, a lot of times, people are born again, they become new creatures. And because sometimes, if they have, uh, you know, they've talked sometimes wrong kind of language, one thing or another. I don't know about you, and I never heard anybody preach it. Because, you see, I wasn't born raised among holiness people that live very strict lives and taught people. Uh, you know, I mean... Well, the church that I went to, there's quite a controversy in the church because the pastor got mad right in front of some of his men and got mad at the deacons at a meeting and cussed them out. That you so-and-sos. The pastor. Well, they couldn't do too much about it because all the deacons acted just like he did. Hard to condemn another fellow for doing like you do, isn't it? Huh? It bothers me a lot of time to hear Christians, and even spirit-filled Christians, use slang words, almost short for cursing. I don't know about you, but I can't talk that way. I couldn't do it as Baptist. Come on now, if you'll learn to listen to your spirit, your spirit won't permit you to say a lot of things coming out of your mouth. My Bible teaches me, let your nay be nay and ye yea, yea. 
How come he'd get off on it? It's still part of it. Now, when you first get saved, if you're used to saying things like that, I remember I just was barely saved and healed and went back to high school. And, and, and I don't know how come it slipped out because I, 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 I never nobody, my, my folks, uh, no one spoke uh, bad. But we had a neighbor, bless his heart, that would cuss up a storm. And you hear him all over that end of town. And I guess I picked that up in because nobody, nobody from our family did that. And I didn't after I got saved. I never did curse anything like that. But I just simply said to one of these boys one time, hell. <laughs> said hell no or something, you know. And the minute I said that, see, I, and I didn't know a thing about the spirit filled life. I just, uh, just, uh, just a high schooler, just, just 17 years old. The minute I said that right in there, I said, oh dear God, Forgive me. And then I went and apologized to him. Now what was that that condemned me? The Holy Spirit? No, it was my spirit. My spirit. This new creature. This new creation. This new man don't talk that way. Now the flesh may want to go on doing some things that it did. And talking some ways that it talked. But you've got to crucify the flesh. And that's a good way to crucify him. Just bring him out and open him. I just right then, I, I didn't wait till I moved. I, I said, dear God, in my heart, forgive me for saying that. And then this young man I'd said it to walked away. And so I, I located him and asked him to forgive me. Well, really, he never even noticed what I said because he's used to people talking that way. But right on the other hand, I won't get it right. It was my spirit. My spirit. That's what it was. It was the voice of my spirit. It was an inward witness. It was my conscience. See, that's how he leads you. Now, the Bible speaks about some people, and, and maybe we ought to get off on conscience a little bit. Like I said, it's not right now in this lesson, but, but the Bible speaks about Christians even having a seared conscience. You see, if you don't on those little things like that, just like I said to him because I'd talked that way before I got saved. And, and just that only one time since I've been a Christian, anything like that slip out. And, and, and I, I, but you see, my conscience was tender. And I didn't violate it. And unless you keep a tender conscience, because your conscience is the voice of your spirit and it's going to be your conscience, the voice of your spirit that's going to relate to your mind what the Spirit of God is saying to you down here, you see. Then, then, then spiritual things will be indistinct to you. First church I pastored out in the country there, country church, community church, we made the full gospel out of it. But I'd stay with a, I'd go out in the country, you see, and then I'd, after preaching Sunday night, I'd spend the night. Well, usually I'd go Saturday night, and I'd spend Saturday night, and Sunday night, and come on back into town on Monday. And, uh, I'd stayed quite a, quite a bit in the home of a dear Methodist man. He's a, a leader of the community and a church leader, fine Methodist man, fine spiritual man, great man, really. Old gentleman, 89 years old. And uh, we were out on the farm, but he and I didn't get up early, you know. He, he lived with his son-in-law and daughter. Actually, it's his farm. He owned several farms. It's just one of his. And they'd get up early because they've got cows to milk, you know, and chores and men, men out in a certain year, time of year out in the field you know but the older gentleman and I we didn't get up to somewhere around have breakfast somewhere around 8 o'clock in the morning on Monday morning now they were up 
before daylight, the rest of them, you see. So we would have breakfast together. Now, I didn't drink coffee. But this old gentleman drank coffee. Now, I've seen it. I'll be honest with you. I, you know, you wouldn't hardly believe it if you hadn't seen it. But they had an old-fashioned coffee pot. And we're talking about mid-30s now. And way back there, they had this, to begin with, they just this old-fashioned wooden stove. And I've seen him take that coffee and it boiling in that pot. And pour it into a big, thick mug. And it's so hot that after it's in that mug, out of the pot, it, it, it's just sitting there simmering. And just pour it, turn that up to his mouth, and it, it practically boiling. And just drink the whole cup of it. I mean, the first time he did that, I said, Oh, my Lord. I, I felt like I was a burning all the way down. You know, right down through that, I just felt like I was a burning. Now, why could he? Why could he do that? I couldn't have done it. Why the tissues of my lips and inside of my mouth and throat and esophagus were so tender that man just, just one teaspoonful of that would burn me all the way down. He drank a whole mug of it without taking away from his mouth or practically two-thirds of a mug. See? Well, he couldn't do it to begin with. But you see, through the years, drinking hot, something hot, the tissues, the tenderness inside of his lips and his mouth and his throat and his esophagus had become seared. He can drink that, it don't bother him. Man, it killed me. It hurt me just seeing him do it. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? Spiritually, the same thing's true. Learn to keep a tender conscience. Learn the minute you miss it and your conscience condemned you. Stop right there and don't wait till you go to church. Say, Lord, forgive me, I missed it. If you have to go tell somebody else if they saw it I did wrong I want you to forgive me I shouldn't have said that are you still here because you see you'll have to keep your spirit tender if you're going to be led otherwise you'll not be Paul as I said we might look at it a little bit here Paul said some very illuminating things about his conscience, which is, of course, the voice of his spirit. And I would suggest that you do it. I don't have time. You go through the New Testament and follow what he said. You can follow your reference and what he said about his conscience. Now, let's go back to this verse in Romans 8, 16 before we conclude. The spirit itself, or himself, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Too many times... People think that the witness he's talking about here is a physical something. It isn't at all. He does not say that he bears witness with our bodies. People will say many times, you know, I I'm saved because I feel like it. Well, now, if they're talking about a spiritual sense, that's a different thing, or a witness. Let's call it what the Bible calls it. Let's don't call it feeling. Because that's misleading. You see, feeling is the voice of the body. It's not the voice of your spirit. Reason is the voice of the soul or the mind. Conscience is the voice of the spirit. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Let's talk about what we have for an offer. We have uh, how to live worry-free, stepping out of bond, distress, and fear. So many people live in, in fear, this or that, or are under stress all the time. 
and they're always worrying and, yes. and so and that's what this is all about. God it's doesn't a, want us to do it, that. It's a series that I did, I don't know, it's been some time ago when I taught this series. Back in 98, I believe it was. There's three CDs in here. And then I've been back, oh, I don't know, several years ago. People were going through stuff and storms. It seemed like everybody was involved in a storm in their life. Man, this all the way back in the early 80s, we had some uh, an economy deal. And, and I heard somebody say, where is God in my storm? And that's the basis behind this book, finding an anchor in life's rough waters. We all gonna face something. Yes. Everybody does. It's not a matter of when you face a storm. Or if you're going to. Or if you're gonna face a storm in life, it's a matter it's of when. when. It's coming. That's what this book is all about. As we are on our voyage through life and we have the howling winds and the roaring waves and adversities come to us, we do not have to succumb to the storm. We can make it through the storm. That's right. Special offer. Yes. For um, the three CDs, How to Live Worry-Free from yes. Stress and Bondage and Fear and Where's God in My Storm. It's uh, regular $32.95. We're offering it for $19.95. That is that, a $13, $13 savings. That's savings. a big savings. Go right now. And get on your get on your computer and yes. go and order it right now. Don't delay. Call today. Call one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. That's one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box five zero one two six, Tulsa, Oklahoma seven four one five zero. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, how you can be led by the Spirit of God. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.